Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 512, the not necessarily the box office report, <laughs> for the week ending 929. It's becoming 19. the Sony Disney Spider-Man podcast news at this point. <laughs> well, hopefully we're done for a little yeah, while. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, But before we get to that, let's, uh, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh... Quick shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Store, wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, subscribe so you never miss an episode. It will be delivered to you like magic, as we used to say. That's right. In your music rectangle box. But That's magic's we, better than Joe creeping in your room to install it. That's true, though, yeah. So. Is it, though? Yes. I, oh, most okay. people. Yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> we took a survey. I think 10 out of 10 would <laughs> yes. agree. And, and survey yes. says? But uh, the weird thing is, we we surveyed your wife, and she no, said, I totally she said, that. no, just do the magic. Yeah, no, like, that, that she's like, I'm stuck. You don't <laughs> have to. Uh, that that plays out. That yeah. seems right. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's also weird that we're old enough now that technology is completely churned. Like nobody has a music rectangle. That's box. true. We've it's been doing just, this, doing this only for six years. Yeah, but we've surpassed our old jokes. It's yeah, all I, your phone. It <laughs> is. Just, I I sent. I can't remember if I shared with one of you guys, but Sony is like bringing back the Walkman yeah. for their like the fiftieth, fortieth anniversary, whatever of the Walkman. Sure. Line. Oh, and it's, hipsters! It's, I know. But I mean, it's it's a Zoom. You know, it's, it's oh, a square. It? it looks like a Zoom. It's by Sony. Can you put tapes in? But it? no, you can't. I mean, but it's just it's just a old classic. What you would consider an MP3 <laughs> player, an old iPod. You know, that kind of rectangle size like they all were yeah and i'm just like to think that we used to have separate devices for that because it's been so long right just listen on your phone now and the fact that they would try to re-release that <laughs> like i don't know if they're just making 25 and like ooh, celebrate the walk yeah but like they can't, pepsi free yeah they can't seriously <laughs> if you want a pepsi you gotta pay for it yeah they can't think that that will be like a successful product in this day and age it's that, it's like, crazy to think that like the the first walkman that i had was like legitimately a brick like it was, that, it was that big. Oh, they were big. They yeah. were huge. Like they didn't have a clip, so you just had to walk with it in your hand. Yeah. I just and remember it, like having the like the one that would clip on your belt, but it was so heavy. <laughs> I think that's why it was the all the kids wallet. had the pants sagging. It's, it started with the walkman. It's the walk. It was so big. Yeah, it couldn't. You couldn't. You know. You know, pull your pants down. But it's like at this point, and you can't even be like, "Oh, well, some kids they don't have phones." So, they, but it's like, but yeah, but then you get them an iPod or whatever because they even the p- iPods not. I don't think they even sell iPods anymore. iPods I are think, gone. I think when most people want to give something like that to their kids, they just hand them an old well, iPhone, sure. but they turn off data. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I would do. And yeah. Ryan has had old phones of mine to play the apps on. But my point is that if you, if a kid wants an MP3 player, a non-phone, they want an iDevice so they can play the apps. Right. They sure. don't want to walk, man. They're not just listening. Right. To MP- <laughs> they're not listening to MP3s in the first place. They're streaming Spotify or Apple Music. Right. And they're playing the apps. So I'm, it's like walk, man. What are you gonna do with that? Thing? I just it's found. I just a- found an old iPod. <laughs> I don't even know what gen it is, and I was like, I'm not even bothering. Like, I'm sure it doesn't work. I don't even know what's on it. I have no clue what's on it. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think you could use many of the apps. You know, like they. It's not even an app. It's. I mean, it's an iPod. So it's just well, music. It's well, so, but iPods it's, turned into. 
You know what I mean? iPods turned into like they looked like iPods. They look like iTouches, yeah. But yeah. this is like a third ge- third or second yeah. generation well, iPod. Well, those are awesome. Th- you know, those sell for big money on eBay. Oh, boy. Because they, they hold so much. Seriously. It's uh, like 162 gig iPod. Something, yeah. So the, like, the iTouches would be like 8 gigs, 16 gig. But the iPods would hold 150, 300. They made 200. They made some really big ones. Yeah. And so, and they stopped selling them a while back. Oh. And, and so people, you could download your movies on them and your music to like the color more advanced ones right yeah um so they sell for big money because they hold so much what i got one i would i would try to sell it before it gets too antiquated (laughs) yeah yeah. so there's ipod stuff for you you stroll down memory lane yeah i know but uh from five years ago it is weird like just how quickly people were like i don't need to own songs they're all out there forever that's kind of where i am they changed the industry, and I remember that was a big battle. But now it's like I don't hear that fight going on anymore. I guess yeah. they just kind of yeah, accepted that's the way. I feel, people I feel to like music. the the tool thing was like they were like the last holdout. There were a couple like Seeger, Seeger came in did, late. yeah, and tool, those were the last two. That the I Beatles remember. were pretty late. Taylor were Swift, they? yeah, the Be- the Beatles have been late to every new technological shift. Hmm. They were late to CDs. I think they do it purposely. They are purposely the Beatles, though. Their eight track is coming out next yeah. week. I'm excited oh, nice. for that release. Yeah. But yeah. They, uh, album. I think they like one want to make sure it's that's a technology that's going to stick around, and that two, um, uh, that they want to kind of hit critical mass so they can make a bunch of money at once. Sure, sure. And the monkeys were like uh, Betamax, <laughs> video <laughs> disc, whatever. You just put it out there. Uh, but uh, but also the Beatles have issues with for a long time with iTunes because that well because so the Beatles sued um, Apple yeah when they started when Apple started Right, yeah. Because the Beatles, I guess also, the Beatles. I guess, no, I guess when, not, the Beatles when the Beatles started, started yeah. he said, "You know what? I don't like the cut of your jib, Steve <laughs> yeah. Jobs. I'm yeah. going after you right now." And he's like, "Baby, Steve I'm Jobs." Three, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we know, <laughs> but uh, because the Beatles also had a company named Apple, ah, and so they, so when the computer came out, they sued them, and mm. they it was a big lawsuit, and they finally reached a settlement. And part of the settlement was, we will let you continue to use the name Apple for your computers just as long as you don't enter the music industry. And they're oh. like, well, yeah, we sell computers. Why would, why, why would we ever do that? Why would we ever want to enter the music industry? So we agree, Beatles, and uh, and then iTunes mm-hmm. and all that. And then they were like, What's, what up? Yeah, right, <laughs> and then right, they right. Were Remember right, us? <laughs> then they were back at it. And oh. so that, I think, delayed their entry into digital music as well. Interesting. So... Yeah, it was. But I, but I remember Taylor Swift, like you said. Yeah, I will never a, be on streaming. Now yeah. all her stuff's on streaming. Of course it is. Yeah. I think she was able to like strong arm them into a better deal, though. You know, she's like, I'm Taylor Swift. When right? you're the, that's exactly she right. makes a little bit more than maybe the yeah. average. When you're musician, that level but, of, a, of a performer, but she like, was adamant. Yeah. She's like, I will never release my stuff. That's on what Maynard said. Brooks is only on Amazon. Well, okay. Chris Gaines is only in the Zune store. <laughs> <right>? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can. Only, I mean, Garth Brooks. I mean, that's a. That's probably the. That's probably the the last major holdout that yeah. I, at least that I can think of that is he's on streaming but only he has signed an exclusive deal with Amazon. You cannot find him on Spotify. It's like if I'm going to do it, you're going to pay me for right. it. Right. Interesting. Yeah, but um but Seeger was very late. Seeger was cuz I like cuz that's just been like in the last uh-huh. 9 months maybe probably. and and uh, I remember reading a big article about how like Bob Seger was kind of falling out of the public consciousness mm-hmm. because his management was like, "No, we don't like streaming," and they were like, "Dude, that ship has sailed." And right, people we're, are like, "You're they're building all these classic rock mm-hmm. playlists on Spotify, and you're, you're on he, none of them." And he was a and, major player. Yeah, and, and I love uh, that story about Seger where he would go on stage, sing a song, walk off stage, take three hits off a cigarette. And then take three hits off an oxygen yeah. machine and then walk back <laughs> yeah. on stage. He's he had to lower. He's lowered all the yeah right the octaves of the songs. All of them <laughs> come to. He still sounds great. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah he's but got if that you want awesome sell, rock voice, if you want to sell concert tickets this day and age, yeah. I, think I mean, I think he just they make I think their he money. Just finished. I think I don't think he's touring anymore. He's uh, he just, he's doing his last. I think tour? he's still out. It was weird. They were positioning it as his last arena tour. The so hell does that mean? I don't know. It sound I don't know if that gives him like he's going to go and like do, do theaters, do theaters like 
stripped down acoustic or he's only going to maybe he'll do four shows a year, but there'll be big stadium tours sure. that he'll do with like some other big name. I don't know. But Say, speaking mm-hmm. of stadium tours, Metallica just canceled theirs. Oh, did they? I yeah, did not see that. Papa Hett had to uh, check back into rehab. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, they can't, they just canceled their whole Australian tour. Ah. Mm. It's weird. Like you can look at that dude. And, like there was a moment where I was like, hmm, I don't. I don't think he's sober anymore. Like, <laughs> Which one's that? James Hetfield, the lead singer. The lead. Okay. Yeah. Usually it's it's his hair. Like when his hair starts to get a little crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Like look at like if you watch That's anytime like he right before he goes into rehab, he either grows some weird facial hair or his hair gets longer and you're just like, oh, well, we got about six months. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> See, but we, I wish him well. That's yes. why I don't have hair. That's you. We, we never, never know. You never know when I'm high on heroin. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha, I've tricked you. So uh, while we're in the middle of shameless plugs, also don't forget our Facebook page, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, you can join the group, which is called the League of Show Sharers, but you can also become a League of Show Sharer or join the You can't become a league. <laughs> one, person, <laughs> one person does not a league make, but uh, but you can join the League of Show Sharers literally by sharing an episode. People who are kind enough to share the show this week. Librarian Cynthia, Zara Vanderkreek, Ralph Tribble, Susan Carlson, Richard Lawson, Travis Tewitt, Gabriel Lugo, Griffin Fox-Smith, Chris Sanders, Tammy Sherman Powers, Brent Smith, Tom Comiskey, Julianne Jordan, Chris Magic Man, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Aaron Marlowe, Ron Johnson, and Brad Hyen. So thank you very much for sharing the show. We we do greatly appreciate it. So I guess there's all that. Do I guess we have Spider-Man news to discuss. We have plenty of news to talk about. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to start, though. So Guess who's back? Of course he's back. Like I, I, I didn't. I mean, I, I all I always felt like it would happen. Yeah, I just did not think it would happen this quickly. But I am glad that it did. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously we've read the news as Peter Parker and Spider Man are back in the MCU for at least one more movie. Yeah. Um, what happens after that? We don't know. But I think it all depends on the success of Sony's other properties. They're trying to, yeah. you know, launch. They've obviously have Venom, which made a ton of money despite itself. Did you and see those properties that they like, want to do? There was like a whole list. Oh yeah, yeah. So and I, I was mean, just like, it, who? I'm a Spider-Man it, guy, and I don't even know who half these people well, are. Yeah, I mean, they're they're reaching. They're trying to do whatever they can. But depending on Venom two, and if Spider-Man makes an appearance there, which it's heavily suggested that he will, they're going to start introducing him. Uh, and if that becomes a massive success and you have Tom Holland, Spider-Man and that, then Sony might think, well, hey, maybe we don't need these Marvel guys anymore. Now, if those start not making as much money as they expect, then there might be a new deal. I mean, you can always have a new deal. People are like, oh, they're doing one more and then they're done. But it's like, well, they did two and they were done. You right, know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, this right. is a new deal. They can always keep. Yeah. I also think I don't think Marvel wants necessarily a long term deal for Spider-Man. Because of what we talked about, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. Where if someone acquires Sony, then it kills that deal. So, like, why make a five-picture deal at this point with everybody gobbling up studios for content and the rumors that Apple's looking at Sony so they have content? Right. I think think that it doesn't behoove them either to have a super long deal because I think they're hoping someone comes in by Sony and then they're out of it and they just own the character outright. It doesn't it, it's weird because Marvel does have two Spider-Man, Spider-Men. You know, you can the MCU Spider-Man could be Peter Parker, but I don't know, I mean if if Sony was like, you know that Spider-Verse movie worked. So why don't we just use Miles? Because they already have something that's making money rather than having to rebuild it. I yeah, mean, but they, Miles made money in Spider-Verse. Yeah, but it made money as a cartoon. Oh, that's fair. You know, and and so they have to start over. They'd have to start over. Yeah. And they've already they've already started from scratch twice. Right. Right? And once they did they did well with yeah. the Tobey Maguire one. Sure. And until the third one, but they but they started off strong. They you did. Know? Yeah, oh yeah. And uh and but then that amazing Spider-Man was the first, first one, one's fine. The first one, exactly. The first yeah. one was fine. Fine. Like you walked. He out, was really good. You walked out going, "Good enough." Let's see what they do next. Right. And then they really. And then they did next. They it was like, oh yeah, they really crapped the bed. Crapped, yep. And and uh, and so yeah, I think they 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 don't want to start over. They you, already had a hit handed to them, and they want it. Do you think that them starting over without like if it's not Peter Parker? It's not as egregious. I think that's even harder, though. I mean, the thing is, is that we all know, you know, people who read the comics know Miles, and obviously that Spider-Verse movie really helped, but for the general public, though, I mean, they know Spider-Man as Peter Parker. They've grown up with that for 
ever. And so I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to just introduce a live action, especially harder than just say, hey, here's Peter Parker. And right. you know this guy and he's great and you love him. You know, and then everyone's going to say, but where's Peter Parker? I love Tom Holland. I mean, they're always going to compare. Yeah, it. sure, sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's going to be fun. So we actually will get an ending to, or at least a continuation of the uh, the surprise ending at the end of Home or Far From yeah, Home. Yeah, now it's good again. <laughs> I, it, the the problem is is that you know, I mean, you can go listen to that episode, but the spoiler at the end of that, I mean, it was it was great. <laughs> but then when they said, well, now he's not in the like, MCU, right. what happens? then it fell apart. That's yeah. just a cute cameo, but it's not as amazing as well, what's going to happen next. Right. And uh, but you know what's interesting is it was rumored from all the insiders that. Disney wanted a 50% deal. And so apparently the number was really 25%. And the word now is from like variety and Hollywood reporter that, uh, Disney's deal was accepted unaltered. So I guess they wanted 25, not 50. So we originally like didn't know the number. Still reasonable. So what? I think that's much more reasonable. Yeah. But when it was 50, it was like, holy cow. Yeah. But they're, they're going to now, the deal is this uh, Disney will finance 25% and they will get 25%, whereas they only got 5% previously. Gotcha. Okay. So, but it also begs the question if Sony circled back around and accepted the deal unaltered, what changed? Why didn't they just do that in the first place? I, I think, think they wanted the, the reaction. Yes. I think they, it was like let's see what happens they walked away from it they tried to you know they they stood up to, to disney was to their credit i mean Disney's yeah. a big power and they've yes, been doing are. a lot of stuff that they want mm-hmm. so they stood up to them and then i think they saw the fan outrage over you know what it and would then, mean i to, mean it was weird because it was all attacking sony and then after a while the people were just like yeah and especially how they yeah, i saw i disney. saw a lot of of like i'm tired of disney getting their way and then i but then i also see a lot of just like Sorry, I see a lot of weird people on the internet that yeah, are dude. just that are just like all these movies have sucked. Yeah. Disney has ruined it, and I'm just like, I, what? That's a I, very specific group of <laughs> but people. Yeah, like, but it's vo- they're vocal enough. Yeah, but I yeah. agree. Like it's like people who are uh, all about the Tobey Maguire movies. And I was like, yeah, one and two are solid movies. One and two are really good movies. Yeah, I, three's a garbage movie. Yeah, it's it's a mess. And yeah. Amazing Spider-Man one and two aren't that great. Like they have a good cast, yeah. But it's a there. That second one's a mess. The second, second one, one is the Batman and Robin yes. of Spider Man. Oh, it's no amazing Spider that movie. Though. Amazing oh, Spider Man Two is worse than Spider Man Three, easily, yeah. easily, without without question. Yes, I like Spider Man Three other than that dance number. Oh, I mean, I, I I really there think were too many can't... villains, and yeah. that's the problem. But is... the dance number, I think, it was really but, like the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I think. But but what's the one thing everyone says when they say Spider Man Three? I mean, that's five minutes of the movie yeah. so i mean when when everyone points to one thing that's five minutes is ruining the movie it's like well take that aside then and i mean there's a lot of stuff to like there i've never understood the multiple villains theory like yeah. it kind of it works in batman returns because catwoman like walks that line like she's not really a villain but she's also not right. you know like it gives him a romantic interest as well as like another character but when i think it's to sell toys, toys. yeah I, I, think it's, I think it's greed on the part of the studios that are like more villains in the movie means more toys to sell, right? And and I th- and I think that they ultimately end up damaging the properties by trying to cram too many villains in the I movie. I agree. Conversely, now you look at what Marvel's doing, and they, they have like eight hundred heroes in <laughs> yeah. a movie, like almost <laughs> literally. But the thing is, too, is that they've built up to that, sure, right? Where they earned it, yeah. And so when all of a sudden, you know. Black Panther pops up. I know he's not a villain. I just mean. I just mean. <laughs> oh, I, just mean oh, God. I just mean multiple characters, multiple sure. superhero characters, good or bad, in general. Right. And uh, but when all of a sudden Black Panther pops up, you don't have to explain who he is. He had this whole other movie that you loved, and now he's here, and that's cool. And he's already interacted with those people before, so it makes sense for him right. To be there now. But when you see. Because they're making these movies like they make TV shows, mm-hmm. and so they can have characters pop in and out, and and you're up to speed on them. But when you know when you're making Batman and Robin, and all of a sudden you want to throw in you know Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy and, po- and Poison and, Bane. and Batgirl, and like, yeah. you know, you're throwing all these people in, in like every, it's like every scene is introducing and giving you an origin story of a new character. Oh, man. It just gets it's tedious, and yeah. the, you know Silverstone is Batgirl. <laughs> it made sense at the time. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah. It made sense at the time. Yeah. Uh that's a pretty good segue to Batman. I feel like Jeffrey Wright 
uh, could be your commissioner Gordon, which apparently I think, that's a which that, is dope. That sounds like a done deal, and that's I, very he, exciting. He's a he's a he's a dude. I never. It, He's an amazing actor. Never crossed my mind. Yeah, as soon as the casting was announced on that and I pictured him, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon, that works 100%. If you've seen Westworld oh, yeah. and yeah. you see how as Bernard, as he just the way that he carries himself and talks and it's like, oh my gosh, he could be Commissioner Gordon easily. Easily. And he's a great actor. He's been in a ton of stuff yeah. over the years, but yeah. people... Wasn't he, wasn't he the uh, American like assistant to... Mm, he was in Casino Royale. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. What was yeah. that guy's name? I can't remember. James but Bond. He, no. Yeah. Oh. But he was the American. It's the same character that we've always. It's always the same dude. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is great. He's He's been around forever. But people that watch Westworld will especially be familiar with his work. And I think that's amazing. It was only a matter of time before like, we can't be a black man. Like, oh, well, I, you know, luck. I, I haven't I, heard a ton of that. I, I've, I've seen a little of it. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, well, yeah. then Batgirl's got to be black. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so? I, I yeah. honestly, I <laughs> luckily I've avoided all of that. Now the big question mark is Jonah Hill, so that one is not locked in. But uh, it's reported that he's looking for a lot more money than Robert than Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. So he's, he's going to pull a uh, who? Um, oh damn it! Who John, was Don when Don Cheadle replaced Terrence yes, Howard? Yes, and, yes, yes, yeah. yes. But Terrence Howard, Don Cheadle. No, yeah, Terrence Howard. Like this is my movie. Yeah, I was like. No, it's not. <laughs> so that's the big question mark is that uh, in, apparently he'd be playing a villain. They don't. We don't know which one. So the easy go-to is uh, Penguin. Penguin. I've been hearing but, the, the but, Riddler. But Riddler is the one that people have – the rumors are really surrounding that role. And uh, so I don't know. I mean, I like Jonah Hill, and I think he can – I think he can play I feel like, a I feel villainous like, I feel character. Like Penguin is too on the nose, no pun intended. Yeah. Like I wouldn't mind seeing him do – the Riddler. Like, yeah, I feel like the only Riddler we've had has been Jim Carrey. Yeah, and the I'm, guy on the TV show. Yeah, I, I think Frank Gorshin. That guy too. But I mean, like, oh. but the other guy. On oh, the, the the new show. Okay, I feel oh. like. I, oh yeah, I was. I right. was thinking no, like no, Frank. Uh, Frank Gorshin, right? But I feel like the like Jim Carrey is doing a Frank Gorshin impression. There's definitely some of that. Absolutely. So it's like it's the same character. Yeah. Uh, so, I, but. I'd be interested to see what he would do, like what this version of the Riddler would be. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But I mean, yeah, I get that he wants to have his payday too, but it's like, well, make more than Batman. Okay. Marlon Marlon Brando was the highest paid on that. He made more than Superman, but it will also say Robert Pattinson probably has a three to five picture Uh deal where Whatever role Jonah Hill's playing is probably one and done. Yeah. How great would it be if he was Harvey Bullock? Well, that was the that's a, uh, yes. That's that was, even I'd be like well yeah, because I'm they sure. said that it's rumored he's going to play a villain. But when when I saw that casting, I'm like, oh well, then yeah, they probably wanted to be Bullock. That yeah, would I would love most, for him to be. Bullock. That would make the most sense, and he could be great, and he could be in all the movies mm-hmm. and and everything. So we'll just have to see what happens there. But uh, the Jeffrey Wright news definitely that's excited so about. That's um, so awesome. Bouncing back to Marvel real quick, I wanted to talk about Kevin Feige doing a Star Wars movie. Did they say what Star Wars movie? No, or just they don't in know, but. But I mean, that's such a smart choice. I mean, they've seen what he's done over with Marvel, and they're is all he by the pro- same he's just company. producing it. I don't know. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, I, that's what he d- that's yeah. what he does, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I but I don't know the details. It didn't go anything into that. If he's starring gonna... Brie Larson, <laughs> oh my god! You want to see the internet break? Yeah, <laughs> like that would do it. <laughs> so I mean, I think that's a smart move, especially Absolutely. with the controversy surrounding Star Wars. You already have the Last Jedi backlash and and everything there. Solo backlash. Um, <clears throat> Brian Johnson getting his own trilogy and all that. So I mean, pulling a guy that is you know loved by all. I mean, Kevin Feige is pretty much universally acclaimed yeah. and, and given you know so much of the responsibility for making the MCU successful. But I wonder how he works when he has to be a cog in a machine rather than the machine. Oh, I see what you're but saying. But if they're hiring Feige, I'm sure he has... Uh, this would, I'm sure, not be like a continuation. I feel like this would be Feige creating... He gets to call the shots on whatever this is. I think he's going to be inventing. I guess it's weird because they, they the and I haven't really read the articles, but the headlines have said that he's making a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Not he's taking over control the, of the Star Wars franchise. Who's the producer yeah. now? J.J. Abrams is a big producer. So, OK, so here's my question then. But it, Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen is the one Kennedy's that calls like, the, right, right, right. She's the she's Kevin the, Feige, yes. OK, so. With JJ possibly signing this Warner Brothers deal, I Kennedy's want, leaving. So then that makes more sense that they would put Feige. In. I did not realize that. Yeah. So if she's leaving, 
putting Feige in charge of that. But there's people internally that have been involved with Lucasfilm and under. I mean, I I, I get out from a business decision they could possibly put Feige if he even wanted to do that I'm not sure that he does but there's also other people that have been involved with Star Wars for like 20 30 years like second in command to Kennedy and I can't remember the guy's name but like there's people that have studied under her and worked with her for years you also have to be careful in terms of like he's not going to be able to do both no they're they're not going to take him away so Unless he's kind of like, they're going to bring back Avia Rod. <laughs> unless he's kind of like, I've been doing this for 15 years now, and I would like th- enough, yeah. like I want to, I want to go do something else. Unless this is their way to keep him in the fold. Sure. Like I Can just you not go to Warner Brothers. I don't. I just can't imagine them letting him, letting him, or letting him or, walk. I yeah, can see that's... them letting him leave Marvel if it's if if. Star Wars is what he wants to do, but I can't see them encouraging or that being a decision like right. let's move you over here and because I mean that's such a beast. My and guess is that he's going to JJ it. He's going to kick off the next whatever they're going to have him like. Okay, where do we go from here? The right. Skywalker saga is over. We have some other things in the works, but like we need someone to make the next big movie that could possibly turn into a trilogy or right. whatever. I think he's going to set it up for them, you know, and and then bounce back yeah. to marvel would be my guess would be a, it'd be, it's, i mean i just i my concern is that the marvel movies are a very different tone oh, yeah. than what you want from a star wars movie mm-hmm. and uh, you know i it, i i do wonder can he do it i mean he so far you know his track the marvel movies spotless are great like yeah. i i not i'm not disparaging that at all i just mean that like i feel like star wars has a very different tone and and what what he likes that makes the Marvel movies work isn't necessarily completely transferable to the right. Star Wars properties. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but if, if anyone can, I mean, if you're going to give anyone a shot at it, absolutely. I think the dude... I, you can't, you can't <laughs> argue with the track record. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just speaking of that, I saw a graphic, you know, we, we talked about the, the lineup that Marvel has produced as far as directors and creative content. Somebody posted a picture of, uh, the like the the new DC like the new DC lineup and I was like oh crap like that could so if it's if it's if it's JJ you know as part of it Matt Reeves James Gunn Patty Jenkins um it's just like oh that is definitely like a solid creative yeah you know that that which could rival Marvel uh if it's done correctly yeah you know like if you get the right people behind the right I think stuff. getting James Gunn in that small period that yeah. window I mean. It, that was. I mean, they had. They like, got lucky. They had they, like inches to get yeah. him signed to a deal. Yeah, and they got they. Luckily, there was enough time between Marvel. Like, oh, we messed up. We should yeah. probably sign him. But again. they got lucky, and James Gunn got unlucky. That was a really unfortunate situation. But he made the most of it, sure. and now he's got both. So I, I think everybody ended up winning in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so that's that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, the other thing, I mean, not to spend too much time on, but Joker's out next week. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more and more controversy surrounding cannot, that. So. Don't you wear a mask to the to yeah. the show? The controversy started when Joaquin Phoenix didn't know how to answer that one question, which I think is very silly. He wasn't prepared. They the PR that team is weird. failed. The PR team failed. Yeah, what he's, he's, well, he's weird. He, he is, is weird, but, but, but he should have. I I'm I that think question was coming. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's smart that he walked away because I think he did that because he got nervous. He's like, I don't want to screw this whole thing up. Sure. So he. You know, just like we talked about people freezing, getting nervous oh, and yeah. at Astra. <laughs> I mean, I really think that he did the smart thing, which was to leave and he talked to the PR team for an hour or whatever and then came back with an answer. I did. I did kind of like Todd Phillips response where he's just uh, like, I, I, it makes sense, though. Mm, it, it does, though. We could probably spend the next half hour. We could. But that. I mean, I, I, th- I thought that his response is like, same. why? Well, we could spend the next half hour. But I mean, like, give me, give me like a, a two minute reason. Because John Wick is killing bad guys and Joker's inspiring crazy people. That's it's, fair. They're, they're di- again, we could go really deep into it. So I mean, and I'm excited for Joker movie, but that defense I don't think was smart. It's like Joker. I think that they made the smartest move they could, which was to just stop talking about this movie. Yeah, no it's, out in a, it's out in a week. It's already um, got all the press it needs. Yeah, no and, interviewing press was allowed at the premiere on Saturday, which again is unfortunate for journalism and media, and I think it is WB's fault for not being prepared. But at this point, with what happened, I think that was smart because 
the whole, you know a ton of questions on the red carpet sure. would be back about that question. They didn't want any more of it, and they're like, it comes out in a week. At that point, it's out in five days, four days, whatever, from the premiere. So sure. it's like, um, but anyway, so we'll see. Just let this thing come out and let the crazy stay away. And I just I don't want to hear any. You're gonna. I'm worried about this movie. I told you months ago. I'm like, I'm worried about this I, movie. I wonder what and, it's going to do to the box office. I think it's going to be huge. Well, this talk and stuff, I think, is going to be huge. But just please, God, for the people's sake and the movie and everything, just don't let anything bad and crazy yeah, happen no on this movie. It, movies can come out without being censored and without being inspiration for crazy people. It's like, well, and, but even even when movies aren't inspirations for crazy people, right. they still draw crazy right. people. That's, there was somebody shooting up the opening weekend of Amy Schumer's train wreck. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what what about that would possibly right. inspire crazy people? That's my point, is yeah. that all these movies come out, and to Joe's point in the discussion around John Wick, yes, it's an ultra-violent movie about a, a contract killer who's killing people, yes, and then you don't hear any crazy people doing stuff in the name of that, so you don't hear stuff when other things, you know, nothing happens around those movies. But when they do, they attach it. And it's like, well, you're just you're just grasping onto something because totally. you're trying you. to connect the you. dots. But, yeah. yeah, all these other things ha- come out and nothing happens. And so it, there's not a direct correlation. It's an age old discussion. So it is it is kind of like what it's tough. Or I, I just actually rewatched Taxi Driver yeah. for just to, you know, which yeah, people Paris. said the same things about yeah. Taxi Driver. Yeah. I just and, it, and, I, and I can see it. Well, yeah. it did. It's tra- yeah, it was the guy that shot Reagan. Reagan. Like he was in love with. He was trying to impress Jodie Foster. Right. Well, okay. So that to me is a little bit different than believing in what Travis Bickle was doing. Like he was in love with Jodie Foster, the person, but it was still this movie that. And I, and I'm not saying it's the movie's fault. No, but no, no. I, but I'm just saying. But like this movie is what made him think that like this was a way to go about it he was trying to like recreate the movie i guess yeah. but uh, well, but I, I guess it would tra- i mean it travis bickle is not the, i mean he's not the hero he's the thing, bad guy of but, the movie but 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 there but he's but he's also killing bad guys right yeah, he's killing that's true. pimps who are prostitutes not just prostituting women but prostituting children right right, like and like and that's what makes the movie kind of so murky is that he is a bad guy (laughs) right but things work out okay for him yeah right luckily his assassination didn't pan out right wouldn't have been killing bad guys if that worked out right Right. but like he ends up being a hero he lucked into it yeah absolutely yeah but and so it and you know it and also like i think the difference with taxi driver well one i mean it, it's Taxi Driver. It's Taxi Driver. Right. Like, I, it's one of the greatest the, films of all time. Joker Easily. might be a great movie, but it's not going to be Taxi no. Driver, right? No, like, no, it's no. but but even beyond that, Taxi Driver, I don't think was ever intended to be a huge mainstream box office hit. That's true. It became one. Yeah. But I don't think anybody sits down and green lights Taxi Driver and says. This movie's going to make a hundred million dollars. Sure. I don't know what it made for the time, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like that was not seen as a tentpole movie. That was seen as an art house picture, mm-hmm. and it blew up. It's right. so good too. I, did I, that, I, did I that come out the same year as Cruising? Was it the same time, or is Cruising way earlier? I don't even know. Cruising I think is. Cruising came Cru- out a little have later. You never seen, Cruising is an Al Pacino uh, like pl- plays a cop going undercover in the in, in the, the gay, gay community because there's oh, a, there's no, a killer. It's yeah. cr- it's it's I like it. It's, okay. it's a horror movie, kind of. Hmm. It's like horror adjacent, but it's really good. But okay. I was like that, that has this. It's filmed in New York, so it has the same feel. Seventies gritty New yeah, York. Yeah, just that gross. No offense, New York listeners, but it was gross in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it has the same feel as Taxi Driver, and it's crazy good. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I'll really check good. it out. Uh, the last bit of news I have is that it looks Cruising like Cruising was eighty, and Taxi Driver was I think seventy seventy seven. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's right around there. And it's Al Pacino it's like late seventies for sure. In his prime. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say seventy six on seventy six. Yeah. yeah. The last bit of news I have is it looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is making up with Vin Diesel. No way. Yeah. So he did a big thing. I here's I wanted to get your guys' opinion. This is what I'm thinking. So Hobbs and Shaw made a ton of money. It made seven hundred and fifty million worldwide. But the Fast and Furious sure. movies make one point five billion sure. worldwide at this point. But what Fast and Furious one make? No, true. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, different beast, though. I mean, right. this is coasting on nine, fil- eight yeah. films, and whatever. But so it made a ton of money, but it's not doing that money. And I think The Rock wants to be a part of the 
all the biggest movies he can. And so he ends up thanking everybody for the success of Hobbs and Shaw, for $750 million worldwide, thanking the fans, thanking the producers, writers, blah, blah, blah. And then he thanks Brother Vin. Does he really? And he goes on for like a minute about thanking Oh, it's Vin. a video? Yeah, it's a, it's okay, a video of okay, him okay. working out. He's got sweat all over of course him. He, you know, does. he does all yeah. the work. Right, yeah. right. But uh, he thanks Brother Vin and says, thank you for the nice words. Thank you for the nice words about my wedding and whatever. So I think he wants back in the main franchise. But then I'm also questioning, was there ever really... Do you think that think this was all to get so Hobbs and Shaw in the news? And Here's what I will say. The Rock spent the prime of his career... With fake feuds. With and, like building yeah. building feuds, build, knowing how to build to a main event, mm-hmm. getting to a big show, getting to a big match. I wonder if this it was is all... It is possible that he took the lead on this and mm-hmm. was like, look... If we do this, it's going to lead to something. It could be lead. I think the think Tyree. The I think the Tyree think stuff is real. I, Tyree stuff is real, <laughs> but the Vin Diesel and Rock. It could have been. I think it, it was all a, big it, WWE it promo. Been a, it could have been a work. Yeah. It's very possible that it could have been a work because now you know Vin Diesel has been saying nice things about Hobbs and Shaw, congratulating the movie, congratulating the Rock. I'm just waiting. Rock's now playing nice. It's like I'm waiting really, for the heel turn. I'm waiting for Vin Diesel to hit Rock in the back with a chair and be like, ah, <laughs> I tricked you. It's in their best interest. I mean, oh, that, absolutely. that controversy for the last two years has created nothing but articles, social media, whatever. And now if we get the Rock back in the Fast and Furious franchise, which is already one of the biggest action franchises out there, yeah, the biggest star in the world back into it. Yep. Like, it's good for everybody. Yeah. It's, so I mean, everybody's going to get a... I just wonder. They're going to Tyrese is be like, by the way, you're, but, we're cutting your pay. Yeah. But yeah, for him, you, you, yeah, you, yeah. Get a, you get a 1% slice of this pie yeah. from now on. <laughs> just so, know what The Rock is cooking. But yeah, it looks like The Rock. He, say, he said, uh, The Rock said, Toretto, I'll be seeing you soon. So it sounds oh, like... All right. Yeah. So interesting. And you know, we know Rock does all the PR for his own stuff. And yeah. so this all could be orchestrated by sure. the man himself. So it wouldn't surprise me. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah. like, uh, I guess that, that uh, with, uh, with that behind us, we should probably turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin? I do, Tom. And it looks like the movie of the week is number one, Abominable, with $800 billion. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That Judy Garland movie. 20 points. I'm serious. No, you're we, not. Stop. Yes, I am. No, I'm totally kidding. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> he was trying to we get talked us. about it. Yeah, yeah. Look no, on we, Kevin's. I had Kevin for a minute. <laughs> I'm... I was just like, oh, spell it very clearly. That's on you. Look at the receipts. Look at the transcripts. But Abominable came in with $20.7 million. Uh, It is uh, number one by... I mean, it's it's a little bit slower time of the year. I, I expected it to make a little more than that, but uh, we'll get into that one next episode. Um, do we have a budget on Abominable? That is the There's question. a universal... I mean, those animated too. movies are not cheap, generally. This one doesn't uh, look cheap, either. This is DreamWorks, uh, $75 million. So no. that's the thing. I mean, when you come out to $20 million, I yeah. mean, you know, and then I'm sure overseas it will do good foreign numbers. Animated stuff usually Well, does, it's a but. Chinese co-production. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's cast is almost entirely Asian, yeah. which makes sense because the <laughs> film is set yeah. in China. So you should probably have uh-huh. Chinese uh-huh. children Except for, doing you know, the voices of the Chinese children. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> Eddie Izzard. Yeah. But he's, he's not playing. No, it, yeah. it isn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that Chloe Bennett, who was on Agents of Shield, as as Quake. But I didn't realize that like that's not her name. So like I asked Siri, like you know who's Chloe Bennett, and they're like, oh, you mean Chloe Lee? And I'm like, who? But I, I guess that that's she's of Asian descent as well. But her name is Bennett. Like yeah. I I didn't even put it together that her that that's who that was. Oh, at, at oh. initially. Well, we'll get into that one more and the casting and all that stuff in the next episode, so listen for that. Coming in at number two, Downton Abbey, 14.3 million in week so, two. Holy cow. There was a moment where I thought you guys would be like, no, we'll do that. I was like, I got to watch the whole series. <laughs> I know. I just, I <laughs> no, I've never seen a single episode. I didn't review it for the radio for that reason. I'm like, I've never seen an episode. <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to review this movie? And I'm heard it can stand on its own, but yeah, I feel like responsibly when you're reviewing it, like how many things are you going to miss? Right. Sure. Even if you think it's a, it's an entertaining movie, you're going to miss so much stuff that you don't understand. Yeah. Like, like that's, doing it's the supernatural movie. Daunting task. Yes. That, yeah. That will that'll never happen. Yeah, I was no, gonna say. Uh, but fourteen point three million in week two, a fifty four percent drop from a big opening for that one. Uh, they cannot be disappointed with that fifty eight point three million dollars domestic. And I, you think that one will be released in Europe or? Probably. <laughs> I would think it's already out <laughs> yeah. in Europe. <laughs> but uh, the foreign take on that one is about double the domestic. It's uh, Right now, before the weekend totals, it's around 42. So you're talking $90 million on an undisclosed budget. But it couldn't have. I mean, how much would it cost for an episode? And then you just probably raise that by 
half. But you got to get a lot of big people back that have not been oh in it. For is a that while. a thing? Well, I mean, yeah, but a big payday for these actors is a lot different than a big payday for a yeah for a Vin Diesel. I mean, or a it's Rock, like getting you know getting, I mean? getting yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch to come back now to do a Sherlock is different yeah. than getting him to come back five years ago. Yeah. I don't think it's cheap because you got to get everyone back sure. together. That uh, now, I mean, they want to pay. Who knows if any of them have really taken off? I mean, Maggie Smith's been working for a hundred years, but <laughs> all the. I mean, you just who knows if they're you know they're like, oh, we got to get paid, and you want us to come back. Like, I'm sure they negotiate decent deals. We'll see how that continues to do, but very successful thus far. Hustlers, the movie from a few weeks ago, eleven point six million. 31% drop, so that one's still carrying on on the word of mouth, and uh, you can go listen to that review, but $80.7 million domestic. I know that we had some some uh, fans on the League of Show Shares that mm-hmm. loved the movie, and they posted some info, and apparently J-Lo took like two months to re- prepare, so That's she's cool. Yeah. She, you it know, shows. Yeah, I mean, but it's like... Not, she, not, I mean, not like, like her skills, not even just... Yeah, you know I'm just gonna shut up. Yeah, yeah I don't like, <laughs> no comment necessary. Wow, what's a this is truly a milestone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, she she was amazing in the role. I I I don't know. I mean, if the Oscar buzz, if it's worthy of all that yeah. talk, but I mean, she may be up there, and you know, and she's had quite the career. So would you put her as actress or supporting actress? Well, I think they're gonna put her as supporting for a better chance. Okay. Them, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it's kind of Constance they're co-leads Wu's. in the movie, yeah, but I, was... I would, yeah, I think Constance was definitely the main protagonist, okay. but yeah, I, I think that supporting would be the smartest play from the studio. But anyway, so uh, that's about eighty. If her ego can handle it, that's yeah. the question. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're over eighty million dollars worldwide on that one on a twenty million dollar budget, so four times the budget, and it's still doing pretty strong box office here. So a rods in her ear and be like, "No, baby, yeah. <laughs> you're the best actress." <laughs> Moving on to number four, the uh, another movie that we did last week, one of the two from our newest reviews, ten point two million is a forty six percent drop. That one's up to thirty five million dollars domestic, and you can go listen to all our ramblings about Ad Astra. So. Oh, I was like, oh no, the other one. <laughs> What's that? Rambo. Oh yeah, no, we don't talk about that one. No, uh, but no, Ad Astra has made over twenty five million dollars before the totals are in. I got to uh, tell you, uh, I just watched an interview. Is it Kevin McCarthy? Is that the uh, is that the guy that got Affleck and Kevin Smith back together? Oh, I don't know. So any oh dang, I wish I could remember. But he does an interview with Brad Pitt. Okay, that on it's on oh his like Instagram. the interviewer that asked him that like shout got yeah. out to Ben Affleck. Yes. And was like oh Kevin Smith said he wants. To. Yes, okay. So he does an interview with Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. and it is it's amazing how an interviewer, uh, when he strikes a, a certain chord with an actor, and like the actor opens up, yeah. and you mm-hmm. get like that real person. And they just start they start talking about cinematography and things of, in movies, and you literally you can watch Brad Pitt like start to engage in a conversation. It right. was nuts. <laughs> like it's it's a great interview. I wish I could remember his name. Yeah, uh, but it's on his Instagram if you can find it. It's a it's a very interesting look into Brad Pitt's creative process. Yeah. Because um, he is like a producer on the movie too, right? He's not just starring it, but I mean, I, I think, think he was so. heavily involved in getting that made. Oh, really? So, yeah. But yeah, it was it was really man. I wish I could remember that guy's name, okay. but it was really interesting yeah. to watch them talk about like Fincher and yeah, uh, that's Roger always Deacons and things like watching Brad yeah. Pitt kind of geek out about. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's cool when you can do that because we've talked about in the past press junkets. And, you know, these these actors are getting asked the same questions over and over and yeah. over. And so a lot of times they're disengaged. I mean, go look at Bill Hader doing press for it, too. And oh, it's man. like him He's just not looking around. At yeah, it's terrible. So, but, you know, when Jason Reitman came to town and I interviewed him, I could tell that I was in towards the end of the interviews and, like, you know, he was probably getting asked the same crap. What's it like working with George Clooney? You know, the same stuff right. over and over. And I asked him one question that you could tell was that turning point that he had never been asked before and so he started thinking about it and you could see him start to engage after that so it's always cool when you can do that because these guys are out for weeks and weeks sure and you know it's just human nature i feel like there might be an interview on real spoilers that may have some questions like that okay uh, coming up this week hope so yeah so you you and me both yeah so (laughs) yeah so check the feed for uh some specialty content we'll tell you at the end of this episode what it could be okay teaser yeah a tease for the tease that's right so (laughs) anyway but uh so that's at astra we'll see what that one also can continues to do but speaking of it chapter two another 10 million dollars is a 41 percent drop for that one 193.5 million dollars i mean that one's plugging right along yeah uh, 211 million overseas so it's up over 400 million dollars and halloween's still a month away so yeah. 
I mean, yeah, the movie's doing great. I, it, it's, uh, it's, it didn't do quite as much as I had expected it to make. Right. But I think still the, the, the legs that it has, like it's going to be around making money for a while. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Good for it. Uh, but Rambo, one of our other movies from last week, 8.1 million, a 57% drop. That one's up at 32 million domestic. Uh, Good Boys? Tom, you got anything you want to say that, about Rambo? It's, I just, how, what's, how, what's its uh, box office uh, doing in Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have those numbers. So I'll just... How many pesos is this thing making? I'd be interested to know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's made $879,000 oh, okay. in Mexico. <laughs> those are just the Americans that are going right. to see expats. <laughs> right. Everybody's leaving their, their all-inclusive resort to go oh, see. Oh, man, it. I got to go see that new Stallone I would, flick. I, I would love to look that up, though, what the response is. Like, almost a million dollars of box office in Mexico. Like, what are they thinking when they see a movie? I think like they this? see yeah. Stallone. Yeah, yeah, I think, but I think I they just, just love the character. And yeah. they're, they're gonna, <laughs> they walk out like, God damn it. I just would love to understand the mindset a little <laughs> yeah. bit more, though, of that. Uh, but coming in at number seven is Judy, the movie that we didn't review oh, because we God. were thinking of Joe. Yes. Uh, we had we, we decided to give Joe a break. <laughs> oh, thank you. But opening limited release this weekend is Judy, starring Renee Zellweger of, uh, as Judy Garland, of course. Three million dollars. Um, but uh, anybody see it? No. Oh, okay. No. I didn't know. If, so, okay. Not yet until we have to review it. Son of a bitch. Give you a couple more weeks here <laughs> to where you can go see it with your Stubbs membership <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so we'll see what that one does. And I mean, I'm sure it's going to go wide release here before too long, but uh, only at a couple theaters in our town right now. Uh, coming in at number eight, Good Boys. Week seven. I mean, that's that's surprising. Uh, with a nineteen percent drop, still making two point one million dollars. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. In week seven, I I just I did not expect that from this one. So people still turning up for it. Over eighty million dollars domestic and over twenty foreign. So uh, it's a you know hundred plus million dollar movie on a twenty million dollar budget. That's a pretty awesome. Huge success for that. I mean, five times the budget on a little comedy like that. So. Good for it, and you can go listen to that episode as well. Uh, rounding out the top ten here, number nine, Angel Has Fallen. Uh, literally probably Joe's favorite <laughs> movie of the year. I don't even know if I'm joking no, at this you're, point. No, you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> $1.6 million on that one, so it's up approaching $70 million domestic. And uh, finally, number ten, The Lion King. Golly. As it's getting ready to release on home video here before too long, $1.6 million in week 11 is only a 40% drop. So over $540 million domestic overseas, uh, approaching $1.1 billion. So, yeah, it's making money. Good for it. Yeah. Sure. No, Lion King. Oh, Lion it King. It was right. like four it, movies. That's, yeah. That's true. Yeah. And good yeah. for it. Good for it also. Yeah. But did you uh, just before we get out, did you see the pictures of Brandon Routh? Yeah, rocking the Kingdom Come Superman suit. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. News Let's do- was I know, but I yeah. like we moved you past it before. <laughs> you I, missed your you, window. Yeah, you can't just you missed your window. You, you went from the no. You <laughs> missed your. There was window. no tangent here. You went from <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. This well, is union. It was we're, great. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. To, it looked oh, good. We're gonna have to pay the, the employees <laughs> yeah. overtime. So, so it wasn't those weird wonky CW suits. <laughs> so that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Real quick, my own. Oh no! You just made me think of it. What? Just real quick. What is your favorite movie so far of the year? Oh man, I have, uh, it might be Avengers. Okay, That's yeah, it's either it's either Avengers or Ready or Not. Okay, yeah, Kevin, that's a really tough question. I mean, I I don't even have one. Oh, well, yeah. you? How oh. about you? Uh, Booksmart. Oh damn, that's, Good one, call. that's definitely one of the best. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, among my favorites. I will say it's the only movie that's come out this year so far that I bought when it came out to VOD. Yeah, yeah. you know, I was like ten bucks. You got me done. Done. Yeah. So. yeah, that one came out to own at ten. Yeah, I think and like, normally move. I wait for things to go on sale, and I but, was like, you know what? I like this movie. I'm giving you my ten bucks. Yeah, but it came out fifty percent on sale, basically, because right. movies come out at twenty, and yeah. this was just as much of a great film. Oh as, my god! I mean, twenty dollar movies that come out all the time. Yeah, and I mean the fact that they released it not on sale at nine ninety nine. I'm like, that's yeah. what a smart play on a right. art house type movie. It's like, yeah. don't put it at twenty, and then not that many people check it out. Just let them right. own it for ten. They're not going to rent it for seven when it's ten to own. Totally make that three bucks. Yeah, and spread the word. Totally. So yeah, that. That's that's up there. I don't know what my favorite would be. I think I'm waiting for some movies that are coming out very soon. Oh, that's why I said so far. Like, you can change your mind. (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) No one's going to come arrest you. I don't know, though. I just, yeah. I mean, I think Avengers, the culmination of that whole thing. Yeah, that was was really good. That's that's probably up there so far, so. I'm pretty pretty excited about it. Yeah. Uh, the Irishman. Oh, okay. I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about what I was going to say about the next yeah. thing, but yeah, yeah. I, the Irishman is kind of the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Cool. Gotcha. So uh, anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table. Everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. Also, 
you may see a special interview that I did with the dudes from Radio Silence. And those are the guys that wrote and created uh, Ready or Not. So the directors, the writers, I did. I sat down with them, sort of, like, what's over Skype. So we were all sitting down, just in different <laughs> spots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, we talk about there might be, uh, there was some extra stuff that they didn't get to shoot. Uh, you know, just kind of a real quick conversation with those guys. And uh, that should be on the feed somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Either before this or in the middle of this or somewhere in there. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. <laughs> I'm just going to put it in the middle of this episode. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you found it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I not do my... Okay. No, I'm yeah, so thrown you, off at this I point. Know. We've had two tangents post our stuff. This yeah. is confusing. Uh, this is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join our group, the League of Show Shares, and actually share an episode and become a real League of Show Share members. And also, uh, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts while you're there. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Goober. So, what are some of those other ones? Goober. Yeah, Spreaker. Spreaker. Yeah. Spreaker just sounds so dirty. <laughs> so does Goober. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's uh, there. That's, that's all that stuff. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle Abominable. Until then, you've been warned. I just want to escape. Someday, I will see the world. There are people looking for you. We have to go. I don't know where you came from, but we don't belong here. Wow. You can do magic? Take him down. I promise to take care of him. When he sets her mind on something, nothing is impossible. Abominable. Ready PG. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.